Hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And here in the studio today, not only do I have some some food that smells absolutely yeah. delicious, but I have a super nice guy here. I have uh, Paul Tuneman from Dat Dog. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing well, Amy, and yourself? Very well. So for my listeners out there, I have to tell you all that Paul is like the man who jumps on a plan. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who followed the anti-libel party uh, that we did on Magazine Street, he is the reason that we were able to kind of pull it all together and convince the city that, hey, there's a location that we're going to throw a party and now everyone wants to come. So we have to block off the whole street. <laughs> I know that was uh, that was. An amazing opportunity. I mean, first of all, you kind of like, okay, well, this is going to be fun. You know, we'll probably get a couple hundred people here, maybe, you know, and holy cow. I mean, mind blowing. Like you couldn't have guessed that. And that was actually our busiest day of the year. That's awesome. At Dad Dog on Magazine Street. So thank you, New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, uh, I mean, think about this. I think we should do it again when we play the Saints this coming season. Oh, but when the Saints play the maybe yeah, the when, open? when we play the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I'm up for it. Yeah, I'm I think next time it. we play the Rams, it's like rubber match, you know, <laughs> ready to rumble. Well, you know, and it's kind of funny how things jump on board and, you know, the power of social media. And I remember there was this day that I called you in a panic because I was like, oh, my God, 7,700 people went to the Facebook page today. We can't fit that many people in that dog. I wish we could. And, you know, New Orleanians come out, they support their home team, and they support local businesses. And that is just one more reason why this town is so amazing. Well, listen, I mean, I moved here from Washington, D.C., first of all. We're not fans of college football in the Northeast. And if we are, it's, you know, little, it's small. And really NFL, I mean, you know, not even in the same arena as Saints fans. So it has been an adjustment. But, I mean, people here, when it comes to Saints football, religious. Yes, it is. Is all I can say. <laughs> it is. In fact, the uh, the coffin from the uh, the party is still sitting in my uh courtyard. So for those of y'all, we had a jazz funeral and there was nothing more entertaining to me than sitting down that night and reading the messages and heartfelt things that people wrote and put in the coffin. And uh, I had this vision of burning it, but now I'm just like, I kind of need to keep it. So every time people come to my house, they're like, there's a coffin in the middle of your courtyard. I'm like, go Saints. We'll We'll bury the Rams in it. I was going to say, you you need a a show where you just read all the notes. (laughs) I think I might have had a few drinks and uh, Instagram lived it. There you go. Well, good. Well, so, Paul, you know, lots of cool stuff is happening at Dat Dog. And, you know, I... I every I think everybody loves like good casual food, a good hot dog. The buns there are like my happy place. But to know that, you know, we have this local business, but our options are so unlimited. Yeah. It's uh listen, it's a uh I am very fortunate and uh as we were uh talking uh before the show, you know, it's kind of strange when you think about where I've been in this industry. I mean, first of all, I grew up you know, I didn't go to college to get this job. 
I lied at the age of 15 because it was the 70s before the internet to get my first job working in a restaurant. And I went from, you know, washing pots to washing dishes, you know, and thought that was a promotion. And it's literally all I've done my entire life. But, you know, prior to Dat Dog, I was the senior vice president of business development for Raising Canes. And you know, literally established our business in the Middle East, everything from supply chain to tax law to who's going to operate it, how you're going to build it, and all of the franchises here in the continental United States. And then you and now I'm at from chicken dog. tenders to hot dogs. Right. So, you know, I left, uh, I started when we had somewhere around 30 or 40 restaurants. I left when we had a little over 300 and really thought I was going to get out of this business. And you've been in this business. And anybody who grew up in this business knows that you it's like the mafia. You can't get out. Yeah. It keeps, it's your family. It keeps bringing you <laughs> in. And so I was like, you know, I'm kind of done with this. And, and um, the owners of Dat Dog asked me to take a look at the company, and they were kind of having some, some struggles. And uh, so I took a look at it and kind of prepared a little presentation, sat down with them and said, hey, you know, the good news is, is the two hardest things in this business are people and food. And you've got amazing food and you've got amazing people. The rest of this nonsense, we can figure it out. In fact, here's a plan, probably take you 18 to 24 months, good luck. And um, Constantine George is one of the owners. He says, well, why don't you be the CEO? I'm like, you know, Constantine, I'm really, I've been doing this my entire life. I'm 57. I've been doing this for 40 years. I, I really, I don't want to do this anymore. And then there's that little devil on your shoulder. And it's just do like, it, do and it, I'm do like, it. you know, someday we can chat over lunch. He's like, great, let's get coffee in the morning. And four days later, I started at Dat Dog. And it is, um, it is, it, it is an adjustment. You know, I went, you know, I mean, I literally, I tell people like I clean the bathrooms you know, I take out the trash. Now, if you're going to clean the bathrooms and take out the trash, make sure people see you doing it. <laughs> you because, want full credit. <laughs> because the profound impact that has on the culture yes. is amazing. And um, and honestly, I don't even, you know, Keynes, I don't know who took out the trash, much less took it out myself. And so it it, it is, uh, it's humbling. Uh, and at the same time, it's a ton of fun because now you have essentially a, a, a clean slate to play with. And the things that we're doing are just amazing. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, the unbelievable people later, but let's talk about the food and the focus on quality. I've never met with so many butchers in the last 15 months in my entire and life. And you don't hear that from from a place that started out as a hot dog stand, right? right? Right, But I'm in Florence, Mississippi, and we're looking at the grind of meat and and talking about how we can make these sausages even better. Or, hey, can you get some, do you think you can find some red deer or some wild boar? You know, we're really looking to kind of kick this up and do something uh, unique. I mean, I had a conversation with a guy about doing burnt ends in a sausage. Ooh. Uh, yeah, doesn't that sound like that might actually be really good? So this, that's one of those ideas you have to you have to chase down. But if you look at our food and you set aside the classic all beef hot dog, which is everybody, you know, if you walk in and um, you're not sure how adventurous you go, that's your fallback. And it, and it's an unbelievable sausage. It comes from a, a wonderful butcher shop in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so that obviously is our number one selling dog. But then you start looking at Number two, three, four, it's duck, 
crawfish, alligator. alligator. So all of these sausages, and when you when I sit down, you know, and I, and I spent a lot of my time uh, when I first started Dad Talk, just talking to people. You know, I made a commitment to 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 spend an hour with everybody in the company to say, listen, who are you? Why are you here? What have you done? What do you want to do? And if you were the CEO, if you if this was your first day as the CEO, what should I know? Ah, great question. Uh, yeah, and I got an unbelievable insight. And um, and then I spent a lot of time with the food and kind of looking at this and talking to the customers and saying, hey, you know, like, why do you come here? And, you know, why this dog versus that dog? And, you know, overwhelmingly people, you know, you can go to any hot dog stand. It may not be as good as that dog's all-beef wiener, but you can go to a lot of hot dog stands across the globe and get a good all-beef wiener. You can't find duck, alligator, crawfish just everywhere. And so folks like it because it's exotic. So we started to really focus on these things of saying, okay, what is unusual and what would work well together? You know, can you take a, a shrimp sausage with mock chew and put it on a bun? Uh, I would eat that. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, have you ever had our grilled? Just put cheese on that bun. And we <laughs> so we do a grilled cheese. It's on, on our kids' meal. And I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of grilled cheese. And so we were playing around and we we're like, okay, well, let's try this out and let's see it. And it's like, all right, this is a winner. Um, and it's interesting to see how the culinary innovation takes place. So early on here, I decided I'm going to roll up my sleeves. And I started working on Saturdays in the restaurant at Ferret. Like started like everybody else, learning how to make French fries, <laughs> you know, and moving through those stations. So one Saturday... I'm on my break. I'm sitting out in the courtyard, and one of the kids comes up to me and says, hey, boss, you want this? Uh, I got this uh, pork belly taco, and I'm putting this Vietnamese slaw with this wasabi sauce on top of it. You want one? I'm like, dude, we're at that dog. And, he's, and the GM says, yeah, but, you know, Colin always cooks lunch for the crew. Yes. And I was like, okay, I'll have one. Well, it was amazing. So I'm like, Colin, I'm like, you want to help me, like, look for new items? And we put together this culinary innovation team of, like, 16, 17, 18-year-olds. fun! And, you know, but these people that work in that restaurant all day long, they've got the best ideas. And so to be able to put that together and kind of talk about it, it's like, okay, this is great. Let's do this. And so that's how we got on to the, the whole LTO program that we've launched. And so every five weeks, we introduce a new dog. Currently, it's the Demeter dog because it's Lent. And so it's vegan, um, you know, and, and man, that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation when we talk about our <laughs> vegan. and ve I mean, who would have thought you'd come to a hot dog stand to get vegan and vegetarian And I options? kind of like that there, you know, I am I am a rule follower, but I am also a rule breaker. Yeah. And there are certain Shocker. things that I'm like, okay, don't there are certain rules like about my gumbo, there are certain rules about my hot dog, there are certain rules but then I go, but these are the rules when I make it at home or I'm making it for someone else. If I'm going out, I don't want the same thing yeah. that I have at home. And so I'm like, I want the alligator sausage because I'm yeah. not buying alligator sausage hot dogs <laughs> and eating them at home. And you start to go, okay, so we can bend the rules. Yeah. And then it makes it 
even a little bit more exciting. Yeah, well, it's amazing. I mean, so we sell on average, so we have uh, four vegetarian vegan options in our sausage lineup, and we sell about a thousand of them a month. And the props we get on social media for having those types of options available are amazing. And, you know, like I never really thought about it. Uh, I'm a carnivore, you know, yeah. I love a good steak <laughs> uh, and, and a great burger and so on and so on. But it's um, but I think, you know, our customers, first of all, it's unique and you can eat a plant based sausage um, and it doesn't feel like a plant-based sausage. It doesn't taste like, you know, because I had these, you know, it's like, what? It's got fava beans and, well, no, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm and good. That, no, thanks. Yeah, I'm exactly. good. I'm going to pass. pass. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, and they're really good and very popular. And so then if you're somebody and you and you want an option, but you're in a group, well, you can go to that dog and you can have that option. So you can go all in you know, and get the most unhealthy, unbelievably awesome hot dog. Or you can get an unbelievably awesome Italian vegetarian. And, you know, this is what I love about it because I, you know, my husband's like on his low carb diet and it kills me. It breaks my heart because <laughs> I need my carbs. And so there's always that uncomfortable moment if we go somewhere to get something to eat and I have to go. He's not eating carbs, yeah. you know, and I whisper it yeah. and then, you know, he gets it. It becomes a thing. Yeah. But because they have to custom make something for him yeah. at the restaurant. But then we, you know, like to be able to just walk up to the counter, order what you want. Yeah. And then to know that I can eat my carbs and happiness yeah. and he can have his lettuce leaf. Yeah, he can get his greeny weenie, <laughs> you know. And so, um, yeah, it really is. And and you can, I mean, some of the, you know, you do the Cali Club, which is grilled chicken with uh, a pico de gallo and a little bit of ranch on a, on a you get that greeny weenie style. And that's good for you. You know, and so it's uh, it's neat to be able to have that range and to uh, have that variety. And then being in a brand, you know, in, in, in some some brands, it's kind of like you serve the same thing every day. You know, it's the same hamburger patty day after day after day to have the opportunity at that dog to just mix it up whenever you want and just get creative is uh, a godsend. To be able to do that. And so it's fun for a diner to be able to be like, hmm, I'm in this kind of mood. I wonder yeah. what how this would taste together. Yeah. And have you, um, you know, are there certain things that you're like, oh, we never thought people were going to put those together. But, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. It's like I mean, a common it, trend. It's uh, all day long. I mean, I look at the food that comes out and the things that people put together. And then, you know, if you're if you're not really sure what you want, you know, there's the old... There's a just, you know, you can pick your sausage and ask them to do it. It's chef's choice. And, um, you know, and you know, I personally like the duck sausage. Uh, and I like to do that with uh, sauerkraut, raw onions, and our blackberry sauce. And so you get Ooh, that sweet like and savory sweet and salty. with a little bit of spice and salt. And so it's all of those elements that make your palate just explode. Um, and so those, uh, it's kind of cool to be able to do that, you know, and you can 
you know, I don't know. I think we did a, we, we figured it out one day. I think there were something like 300 million different options wow. between the 30 free toppings and the 17 sausages and the, with the bun or the greeny weenie that you could come up with. And it was just, it was unbelievable. And every time you launch a new dog, that exponentially yeah. goes and then, up. You know, and to do, so we, it's actually coming up towards the end of the month. We do these. So every uh, every six weeks we have a we bring together a group of people and the color innovation team brings us three to five options, and we sit there and it's, I mean you get to you get to eat some incredible stuff. You know, earlier last fall we did the Maui Wowie, which was a pineapple sausage with the mango chutney Ooh. and uh, a chipotle uh, a spicy chipotle mayo uh, dressing. Again, mind blowing, hugely popular. Um, so being able to kind of sit there and, you know, I mean, they, they kind of get a little bit sometimes off the reservation, you know, we had the, <laughs> and you're like, uh, Let me rain you back yeah, in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had the, uh, the backyard cookout, which was, uh, baked beans, coleslaw on a beef dog. And I would eat that. You would, it, it was, I, you know, it's wasn't all the really stuff sure. you smushed exactly. together on your plate at the end with the right. last piece exactly. of bun. Yeah. So <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. I mean, it lost out to something that, that go around, but to be able to do those kinds of things is, is neat. And it's, and I, you know, it's gotta be exciting for the customers because you can come in and get whatever you want, you know, essentially. You know, the, your 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 only limitation is your own imagination. That's fine. Uh, with with all of that stuff, and you know, talking about our customers and 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 our food. Oddly enough, when I started, you know, when I first started here, and I went on my sort of you know tour to f- talking to everybody and our customers, um, it was hard for people to articulate why they come to Dat Dog because they don't. They when they started to think about it, they were like. I don't really come here for the for the sausages. I come here to kind of escape mm-hmm. the madness of, you know, what is out there today. And so, you know, the best way to care, to summarize their response was that, you know, they kind of come over that threshold because they can hang out and they do. I mean, our dwell times, we're kind of a fast casual plus concept and where your dwell times are usually industry-wide are probably 15 minutes. Our dwell times are in the hours and people love to just hang out and sit in wooden booths <laughs> or on a bench in the courtyard, <laughs> bench in the courtyard, drink a couple paradise parks, eat some hot dogs, have some tater tots, some seasoned French fries, whatever, and just chill. And, you know, I tell people all the time, we embrace, because we are classic, we embrace everybody. And I tell folks outside of new Orleans that we're unapologetically authentic New Orleans. And, you know, it is, we are who we are. It is who it, what it is. Listen, are our restaurants that tight? Are they that polished? No, but that's exactly who we are. Well, so I have to ask you, you went from learning how to make the French fries to now you've put tater tots on the menu. I know. So like what, what was going through your mind when you're like, oh, I think we need tots. Well, you know, it was, there was a, uh, it was twofold. One of it, part of it was a business decision and that we were looking to, listen, we're, we, we're in a very competitive city when it comes to restaurants. So if you think about where we're at, uh, we've been around since 2011. Now think about all the restaurants that have come and gone in this city since 2011. And we're still here. 
And it's kind of like we're the unsung heroes, and it's, and we're not alone. You got Brigstons, you got all these places that have been here. Brigstons has been here for over thirty three years. I mean, I was talking to Frank the other day, and I was just like blown away because the local people, critics, like to write about who's opening and who's closing, but they don't like write about the people that have been here that have forever. been in the trenches. Yeah, for a they, long that have time. survived all of that competition. So, you know, we're, we're all out here fighting for the same dollar. You know, we're on places like Magazine Street, Frenchman Street, French Street, where we were like the first kids on the block, and now there's a lot of competition. And so we were looking and saying, all right, well, you know, I may have to share some of my traffic, my, my numbers of customers per day, but maybe I can figure out a way to get a little more out of them. And when we sat down and looked at it, you know, our French fries, it's an eight-ounce portion and if you get a cheese fry, one human being just can't eat all of that and one of our dogs. Yeah, it's a lot. So typically what we saw was that nobody would order French fries unless it was a party of two or more. Ah. And so, but I like stuff like that. And so I was like, well, you know, do you do a half order of fries or, you know, let's try tater tots. And... So we're going to do, uh, you know, a six-ounce portion of tater tots instead of an eight-ounce portion of French fries, and, and let's give it a go. Can, Can we put sell toppings about... on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh well, listen. Okay, like tater other... tot nachos. Oh, but no, no, no. Tater tots <laughs> with crawfish etouffee. Okay? <laughs> Got to get it. So, uh, so it was interesting to see that take off. And so, again, here's something. We, we sell about 1,000 orders a week. And it's in it, there could very well be a time where we sell more tater tots than we do French fries. I don't know if it's uh you know, I mean, tater tots are kind of hot out there as it is. And... It's like this nostalgic childhood thing. Oh, yeah. And if I'm having a hot dog, tater tots kind of go with it because I'm like already being bad. And I'm like, well, I might as well go there. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, and the problem is, is, is you could just pop them in your mouth. Yeah. You know, they're, they're easy to eat and addicting. So uh, and listen, I mean, we. Again, we sat around, we went through 12 different tater tots before we landed on one. And so we spent a lot of time looking at this and saying, okay, you know, is, do you like this one? What do you like better about that one? Well, this one, you can really see like the chunks of potato and this one tastes, but this one over here tastes a little more potato-y. There was that much, like, like, that's awesome that there yeah. is that much thought process when you're choosing a yeah. tater tot. And if you're that careful... For the tater tot, then you realize, yeah. okay, well, so this is definitely a core value of but, the business. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, I mean, come on, you're a chef. You, you, you know, I learned this a long time ago. You can taste the love. Mm-hmm. And at that dog, you can taste the love that we put into that food. We don't, you know, we don't just pick anything and throw it out there. Uh, we talk about it. We think about it. We try. We make sure. When we just roll out, reintroduce an Italian sausage... I think we worked on that for about six months, you know, and anybody, you've got on, just gone out and bought any Italian sausage, but not a tat dog. Right. So uh, it was, uh, again, you know, we were like, they'd call and like, just get the samples. I'm like, yeah, you know, we tried them and, you know, we're looking for a little more snap. Can you get us a little more snap? <laughs> you know, and then it's like, you know, could you, could you emulsify the, the, the meats? just a little bit less, you know, and then, you know, it would be really awesome if you could see like the flakes of red pepper in the sausage. That would be great. You know, don't, we want this to be bold. We want this Italian sausage to just stand up and people to take notice. 
and so you 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 pass this back and forth with these people, and then you get something you're like, this is incredible. Uh, I you know I I keep thinking in my head, oh my gosh, I can picture Paul as like the dishwasher at 15. Did he think that when you know he grew up, he was going to be curating never a sausage in a program? Million years, <laughs> never in a million years. But you know what, Amy and I, I tell my people this all the time, uh, and uh, because you get folks. So I had you know when I did that and sat down with everybody and spent an hour and you're like, who are you? What do you do? What do you want to do? And this young lady who prior to coming to Dat Dog was folding shirts at Dick's Sporting Goods. And I'm like, well, what do you want to be? What do you want to do when you grow up? And she's like, I want to be the COO of Dat Dog. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you can, you know, I mean, I didn't go to college to get this job. Yeah. And, you know, I joke around. I probably, when I graduated from high school, I was probably voted most likely to be a felon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of this industry. And, you know, I always say I fell in love with the restaurant business because it was the first time I ever felt like I had a family. And you know as well as I do, having worked in kitchens, that it's thankless, hard work. It is the most unbelievably tough job on the human body that I've ever experienced. But the bonds you create having done that last a lifetime. I mean, I talk to people that I've worked with decades ago still, you know, and we chat, you know, like the 80s, you know, most of my customers, almost all of my employees weren't even born then, you know, (laughs) and so, but, you know, that's kind of the beauty of this industry is that you create those bonds and it becomes, so for me, it was the first time I ever really felt like I had a family. And then full disclosure, I'm into instant gratification and you know the minute you put that dish up in the window, whether you hit a home run or yep. not. You know, you don't need, you get to a point, you, you don't even, walk yeah, away yeah, or I don't go, even oh. have to ask the customer, you know, <laughs> that is incredible. Well, you know, I love this and I get excited about businesses that are innovative, that also have the classics. So you have all your bases covered and I am, I too am about immediate gratification, but I am about overwhelming possibilities like that gets me excited constant overstimulation is exciting and I feel like I can get that when I want and I have to make the decision to be creative and come up with my own hot dog but on the days that I just don't want to think I got a menu that just tells me what to do um, so why don't you tell our listeners out there where they can find you when you're open and all that good well, stuff? You know, we're open seven days a week. We're at uh, 5031 Ferret Street, 3336 Magazine, 601 Frenchman here in New Orleans. Um, open 11 to 10 Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 11 Friday and Saturday, except at Frenchman Street, and we're usually open until everybody leaves. So sometimes it's 4, 5, 6, 7 a.m., but that's Frenchman Street. Well, so for my listeners out there, uh, we want to thank Dat Dog because they brought lunch to the volunteers here at the station. Um, But you have been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. My guest today was Paul Tuneman with Dat Dog. This is Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.